Guys, if you know nothing else about me, you should definitely know that I am the queen of multitasking. Seriously, if there's a way to have a shortcut and I still get everything I need done, I'm all for it, which is why I am over the moon excited about Kroger's new app, Checklist. You can log into your app store and download it. Trust me, you'll be so glad you did. Not only can I use it to find things in the store, I can actually order everything I need and do a drive-by without having to get out. And you know this season and Houston and how rainy it is, so I don't even have to get out of my car. And I just found out that pretty soon, I won't even have to do that much. I'll just be able to answer my door and have all of my groceries from Kroger, everything that I love, like all my simple truth brands, my private select. I'll even get things on what's on sale for the week and even recipes and suggestions on what to cook for dinner. Can you say hashtag winning? So do yourself a favor, go to your app store, download checklist, and you can thank me later. And again, Thanks to Kroger for being so innovative and for making this girl's life that much easier. Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. on this microphone doing this podcast because this time last year I would have never thought in a million years I'd have a podcast so I have to say a special thank you to each of you who continues to listen to Brunch and Slay podcast for those of you who send me notes and dms and emails man thank you I mean sometimes you never know how bad somebody really needs to hear great job no matter who you are it never gets old for somebody to say good job or i like what you're doing so thank you if you like what you're hearing be sure to subscribe to the show uh share your, with your friends repost and of course rate and review we need that five star rating so we can continue to grow on itunes map and just thank you so this week is an episode that's near and dear to my heart because I'm all about love. In case y'all haven't figured out, I believe that's really, truly as cliche as it sounds what the world needs now. You know, it's the only thing that there's just too little love. (laughs) I had to say that. Okay, so this week joining us, we have a woman who is a love enthusiast. She is a person who uses her passion to inspire and has a belief that cup and believes in couples and helps them to build strong relationships. She's an advocate for women and strong believer in helping women create a positive body image. She's the tech founder of Love Intently, which is a platform that is used for personal for personal relationship guide, empowering couples to build stronger relationships by getting to know how they best give and receive love. Now, I know that is a, word, a mouthful, and of course I can do it no justice, but you have to hear it from her, her Hello, from the lady herself, Miss Sophie Kwok. Hey, Sophie. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Man, I'm honored. I'm so honored. This lady here, I love her energy. You guys know I'm an energy magnet, but it's something about her. I think she and I were destined to meet. <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, from the minute we connected on Instagram, not even in person, yeah, uh, I just knew we would be friends. And we've been, and we bump into each other so randomly. That's how I know it's like, you know, you're in, you're doing what you're supposed to do and you're in your space when you're mm-hmm. constantly a magnet toward people who fill you up and who, yeah, lift you up. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. It's always such a joy and delight. Uh, the the first time we ran into each other, you were hanging out with my friends that I would that I was like hours late to getting into that event. Um, and it's just so funny that this time around we just ran each other into the street. I know, and it's crazy that I was drawn to your friends, and we hung out all day. <laughs> I know, and I found that so funny. I think I saw it on one of your Insta stories, and I said, "No way." <laughs> Yes, it's so crazy. And then this last time I'm literally walking down the street. Sophie doesn't, she doesn't live here. She is a Texan and she's from Houston, uh, where I'm recording this episode, but she actually lives in Austin. And here I am walking down the street in Austin. Actually, I'm not walking down the street. She's walking down the street and I'm doing what I do best, taking pictures. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute, there's Sophie. So yes, uh, you know, you just never know. When you put good out, you get good back. That's all I can say. So. Exactly. And I'm so grateful the universe connected us. Oh, I am too. I am too. And I'm so excited to talk about love intently. This is something I think, well, you know what I feel. I believe that love is the answer because no matter what, loving yourself, you can't, you can't be angry if you truly love yourself. It's really hard. It's hard to have a chip on your fo- shoulder if you're running around loving on yourself. Because when you love yourself, that's all you give in the world. Right. I agree. I think how we treat others is such a more of a reflection of how we feel about ourselves than what's true of the other person. Um, And so, yeah, and it's such a hard thing to learn because I don't think we're ever really taught to love ourselves um, unless we choose to do that work. And a lot of the times I know historically, especially for a lot of minority communities, we hear a lot more criticism growing up than we do necessarily encouragement. Uh, And so it can be hard, a hard language to kind of overcome internally. Oh yeah. So, you know, you're the first person in tech who I've, well, second, no first person in tech who I've had on. So this is exciting um, because I definitely believe that we have to start incorporating more technology into everything. Mm -hmm. And you, you cannot, you can no longer say, what you don't do and I don't do computers and I don't do this or I don't do this social media. That is the way of the world. People, you will be left behind computers. I mean, refrigerators will be ordering your groceries pretty soon. So you better get with it. (laughs) (laughs) I do not hate that idea. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Don't you just love it? Oh, you're out of milk today. Would you like me to order it? Yes, please. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And just show on my doorstep. That would be great. Um, You know, I can go totally live and I will right quick because I, (laughs) I literally, you know, for years I fought when Prime, Amazon Prime first came out, I was like, oh, I don't want to pay that little hundred dollars a year, whatever. And I was steady ordering everything. I was using Amazon religiously. I just wasn't using Prime. So I was late to the Prime party. When I got on, I could kick myself for all the money I wasted on not using Prime. And then I hadn't been using Amazon Pantry until about three weeks ago. Oh Wait, my goodness. I don't use Amazon Pantry. What? You don't what? use it? Oh my goodness, Sophie. Literally, pretty much everything you go into the store, I would say like your dry goods from pretty much everything. You can order it and they ship it to your house in one box like in a day or in the same day. And it's one box. So oh, it's man. much cheaper. Uh, you get everything. It's, it's, like, it's like Sam's on steroids because everything is much cheaper from the pantry. 
Oh my so God. just imagine Sam's for all, like even mascara. Like I was buying makeup. Oh, okay. this is dangerous. <laughs> I think you just changed my life. I wish somebody had to change mine about three years ago because <laughs> you know how much stuff I bought with a brand new baby. If I had had that freaking pantry. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, Amazon prime is definitely a game changer. I think the secret is hopping onto friends or family's accounts so i don't necessarily have to pay for the oh boo (laughs) but i definitely reap some of the benefits oh yeah yeah you know that's the way of the world though we're all about we're all about communing you know i'm all about bartering hey you got netflix i got hbo let's make it happen (laughs) yeah i will shamelessly admit that i'm still on my father's prime and before that i was on one of my best friends prime account so It's all good. It's all good. So, all right. So we digress, but I, you know, that technology really, it's, it's my new jam. I'm really loving it. I want to be in more tech conferences. I want to embrace more tech and introduce more tech to the branch of state audience. So I'd love to know a little bit more about how you even got started with Love Intently. So just break that down for the audience, because I'm sure they'd love to know a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, technology is a really interesting conversation because I kind of come from this philosophy that technology isn't always necessarily the answer. It's more for scale and for quickness. And so fundamentally, all the things that are really successful uh, root back to a fundamental need or desire that we all kind of crave and have. And if you look at it, it's like Amazon Prime is just making the process of us going to a store or ordering something online much faster. Um, And so that's why it's an instance where technology works really well in. Um, Whereas some of these ideas that get thrown around out there that I think a lot of times that fail is a result of not really going deeper into what do people actually really want. Um, But a little background on myself. I started uh, my career as an interior designer and studied that and sustainability Uh, My sustainability minor really brought in my idea and or my knowledge of the world and just it was kind of like the first time that I had learned that two thirds of the world lived on a dollar or less a day. And these I this perspective beyond just America. Um, And then from there, I just had this heartbeat for impact. Um, And then from there, I got to go uh, through a grad program at Austin, in Austin called Austin Center for Design, where I study interaction design and social entrepreneurship, which is where Love Intently was birthed. Um, and I went there to study interaction design and user experience design, which is a more well-known term out there. Um, and that's kind of where my entry into tech was. Um, and so whenever we sought out to create Love Intently, I you know, I didn't really ever intend to start a tech company. It's just kind of what happened. Uh, we, when we started Love Intently, or the research behind where Love Intently comes from, we were really just seeking to understand what does it take to empower, or what is a way that we can empower couples or people to have stronger relationships. And we actually iterated through a ton of different ideas. Um, and this was just one of them that we landed on and the one that kind of had the most stickiness, the one that resonated with people the most. Um, and so that's kind of the short and long of how I dove head first into tech. Um, and I've been in, at Love Intently for probably about a year and a half, close to two years now. 
So what was it that made you realize that it would really translate to tech, that it, you could, that there was some kind of formula, like you kind of talked about Amazon. What was it that made you realize, okay, if we could just, what about it? I guess, what made you know that this could be great if we made it into an app or if we did this, what was it? Yeah, that's a great question. So the thing about great ideas is typically there's a minimal viable product or version of it where like the best products or even like AI, they start from manual processes. So at the very beginning when we were testing out Love Intently, it was literally me behind my iMac manually sending these texts to a few couples that we got to agree to sign on to this idea for a week. And we were texting them every single day, two times a day. And it was like a spreadsheet that me and my partner um, on the project and our grad school shared and we would write the content beforehand and then just send it off to set alarms on our phone. So we tested that and people loved it and it surprised us. And so then we went on to build another version, which was um, I got a mentor to sit down with me for eight hours and he built me this almost like duct taped version of a little bit more automated, but still I was controlling the content I was going in it was a little automated, but not fully. And then that's whenever I went on to build a further version because from that version, I got to learn, okay, this is what users really are asking for. The, this is working. This isn't working. This is resonating. This isn't resonating. Got allowed me to really iterate on that process and take user feedback before investing thousands of dollars on something that might never work. And then from there, that's whenever we kind of built our alpha version uh, where I got some of my first paying users and got to test that, test what people are really willing to pay for or not. And then um, I went back and looked at our data, looked at our feedback, then built this beta version, which we just released a few weeks ago, um, which ha is allowing us to bring on a much greater mass of users because the version before this, even though people were paying, if I'm being completely honest, there was a definitely an extent to where it wouldn't have worked because I was still handholding the process a little bit and I only have so much time in a day. Whereas the one now is much more automated um, and is closer to our, uh, the, ver the next version, the version that um, we kind of have like an end goal version in our heads right now. But the truth about that is it'll probably pivot many more times between as we learn about what's really working for people, what really do they do customers and users or couples want. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like how we got to where we are. And the breaking point to where I realized that this needed technology was seeing this massive opportunity of, okay, we have, uh, we have, you know, platforms like Facebook that have all this information about us that seemingly are supposed to help us connect with more people, which it has done a great job at quantity for sure, without a doubt. But there's this huge gap and lack in quality. And so I kind of started asking myself, like, what would it look like for a platform to empower us to build stronger relationships, not just more relationships, but stronger? Um, and, and I think there's huge opportunities for that. Nobody's just really looking at it because it appears like there's far less revenue in it. Uh, but I don't necessarily believe that that's the case.
I think you're right. I think that it's basically just kind of like what we talked about with technology. There's levels to it. Some people were forever not want to use a computer. They only want to use a typewriter. Mm-hmm. And when they did finally get a computer, it's just the bare minimum. So there's levels to how engaged people want to be in social media. Do you really like the people who probably engage in tons of Facebook groups who really engage in those groups are probably people who will be attracted to your app and to, to love intently because those are folks who know what they want. They want a sense of community. They don't want to just scroll the timeline, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that makes total sense. So you're, you're basically the master puzzle solver. So you basically have this big puzzle Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, starting it out and you're creating it and, and make and making the picture come together. So I totally get that. And but I love the technology aspect of it. So what does your background look like? What did you study originally in undergrad? Was it interior design? Yeah, I originally studied interior design and that was my first dream. Like I thought I well, I went to my first dream, that's a lie. But <laughs> my dream when I was 18 and until I was about 21 when I started looking at other things when I I kind of had this feeling in my gut that interior design wasn't it forever but I was a little too afraid to admit it um, at the time because I think for me at least in high school it's probably changed a little bit now I always felt like I had this pressure of needing to decide what I want to do for the rest of my life at 18 and I thought that was interior design because uh, my heart really was to redesign hospitals and medical interiors and redesign that experience because from what I had seen, it was pretty awful. Um, I mean, you're going to a hospital typically unless it's for birth for something that's not good. And hospitals traditionally were pretty awful spaces and pretty inefficient. And I knew that there were ways to make it a more pleasurable experience, a better place for people to heal. Um, and yeah, I just really wanted to do that. That's pretty awesome. So I know this last year has been like warp speed for you mm-hmm. and love intently. So you literally went from originally having a blog and morphing into, like you said, creating this alpha program. What was that like? You basically were accepted into basically like an incubator, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got accepted into Divinc, which is an accelerator, or they call themselves a pre-accelerator for minorities and um, minority and female founders. And so basically underrepresented, underrepresented communities or individuals within tech. I don't know um, how much you guys know about that, but the numbers behind it are pretty, are pretty crazy. I mean, I think, oh man, I don't even know, don't quote me, but I do know that it's like two to 3% of VC funding goes to female founders, which is insane considering that 50% or it's like pretty close to 50% of all small businesses or businesses are owned by females. Um, And then I mean, females are 50% of the population. So even a smaller percentage goes to minority mm -hmm. businesses as far as from VC. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And uh, we, like females have most of the buying power, I think 80 or 70%. Uh, 90, I would say 95 to 100 because most men, as soon as they get married, who who buys everything? Women. So we never give it up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But that's why those numbers are insane. 
Wow. Okay. So let's talk about this whole process of the app of outbuilding. What was that like? How do you even start? How did you even know where to start? Well, luckily my grad program uh, for interaction design kind of was a good building block for that. Um, that's pretty much what I studied is, is learning how to do design research and uh, get to the heart behind certain problems and build these insights. So we go through a kind of a four phase process. First it's design research, which is exactly what I did with Love Intently. Um, I'll give a little bit of a backstory on like my heart behind Love Intently and then why this like ties into that. But for me, Love Intently started because I wanted to build a strong relationship with my parents. Um, and I just found myself really struggling and we fought a lot growing up and I got to go abroad for a few months and I had this moment of like, Oh my gosh, if I actually moved to San Francisco and become an interior designer, I'll go back to Houston three times a year maximum they'll probably live for another 30 years tops. That's only 90 more times. We're probably be fighting for 45 of those, Like that's just not okay. And I knew that's what I would forget it on my deathbed. It's not working on that relationship. So I moved back to Houston for six weeks in transition while I got a position in Austin and just started reading all of this information about stronger relationships and parent child dynamics, but also a lot of it was romantically based and found that, it was one thing to know the information, a whole other thing to actually apply it to my day-to-day -day life. Like there's just so much emotional baggage that goes behind it. Um, but then I started writing about it and blogging about it and people would start bawling at dinner or people started opening up to me and I knew that there's something there. Um, and I just found myself like so frustrated because it was like one thing to know I want a stronger relationship, a whole other thing to know how. But as I started becoming more intentional, my relationship with my parents totally took a 180. And it was this beautiful experience. It was really painful and really hard, but I just knew that it wasn't unique to me. I knew that other people could have that too in any relationship in their life if they were just took the time to be intentional and had a little bit of guidance. Um, and so that led me into grad school. A year later, I um, went into grad school and the topic that we got assigned was around mental health and we took a deeper dive into that and recognized that at the heart of mental health a big chunk of it is relationships and so we kind of chose to research second gen asian americans children of refugees so mostly children of um from people that survived the cambodian genocide the vietnam war that era and that was the first time that i had heard these stories to that intensity because i mean it really is almost exactly like the refugee crisis that's happening today, except it's documented today. It wasn't really documented via social media. Not that many people knew about it back then. And just culturally, that population doesn't talk about traumatic experiences, just period. And so we recognize this pattern of like, holy crap, across the board, everyone wanted strong relationships, especially with their parents. They just have no idea how. And so that's kind of where, so like that's where this design research kind of came in was we talked to all these people. We pulled out these insights from them and saw the patterns across the board of like, what are we seeing here and what can we glean from them? And then, so from that, those insights, we then started, went through this really intense iterative process where we threw up 
tons of ideas from this insights. Like some of them were like card games. Others were like this tea subscription thing where it had prompts. Like we had all kinds of crazy stuff. And we had this like conflict resolution app idea that we're going with for an, a while. Um, but all that, all the other ideas didn't go very far. Um, and we kind of hit our heads a lot of times. And then we were focused primarily on families, but then eventually we recognized like, wait a minute, family is really difficult. You typically don't live with them after a certain amount of time. What if we started romantically? We're like, they have like a lot of the issues that you have with your parents. If you don't work through them, kind of show up romantically, whether you like it or not. And they kind of mentioned that. What if we started there and took a proactive approach towards love? Like that's typically a relationship you're very motivated in, um, especially in the early days to make it work. And it's someone you typically live with after a certain amount of time. Whereas like parents, you typically move out, you know, after a certain age. And so we started, that's whenever we started testing this idea of like, okay, what if we have these general prompts that of ideas and a basic understanding of how they communicate and how they best give and receive love and send them props about their partner. Cause the thing about love and marriage and relationships is I'm sure, you know, you and Chad are extremely different from when you first are dating to your first year of marriage to where you are today. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing about relationships is like you're constantly having to relearn each other and life gets really crazy. And when you introduce kids into that, like you just have less tangible time to relearn each other. And if without like the proper knowledge or help or assistance, um, it can be really difficult to go and brave alone. More Brunch and Slay after this. Studio headphones are premium ear modules with over 24 hours of active battery life. They have tons of designs to choose from, from traditional over-the-head headphones to wireless earbuds. They sync easily with any device offering a Bluetooth, and they even give you an auxiliary cord for those days when you just aren't feeling it. They're on a mission to revolutionize the way people see headphones. After all, headphones are truly an accessory, and they also ship free worldwide. So head over to studio.com, use the code Brunch and Slay for 15% off of your order. And now back to our interview with Sophie Kwok. No, that's so true. I think that. I mean, I'm listening to you and I can hear the passion and I get it. I get it. And I cannot wait to see what this evolves into. And I can't wait to use the app and to, you know, just get submerged in it because you're really onto something. I mean, most people don't think about how you definitely bring your parents' issues or your family issues into whatever relationship. You even bring it into friendships. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. You bring it into friendships. Let a friend let you down one time too many and it triggers a memory of the time your dad told you he was going to do something. And mm -hmm. now, now mm -hmm. you've got this feeling and you're, you're thinking of them in a way for something they have no idea, um, you know, what you're going through. And I always tell people that's the thing about marriage mm -hmm. is that you both, and I wouldn't even just say marriage, long-term relationships. You're both literally raised in two totally different worlds. Mm -hmm. And then you come together and you create a life together. But the way that his parents might have told him uh, not to be afraid of the dark could be totally different from what your parents told you. And then you have a kid and you want to tell him your way and he wants to tell him his way. And then that could be a potential argument. But it's not that either way is right or wrong. It's just taking the time to say, okay, this is how he grew up or this is how that she grew up. 
And a lot of people don't think about that. They just think, oh, this is crazy. And, and we don't even, we don't take the time to really realize what's at the root of whatever is going on. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not that one way is necessarily better than the other, like one person is right or wrong. It, it, we're just built fundamentally differently. And so it's really enabling people to have empathy for each other. And I think that's what's really beautiful about these frameworks is they've been super effective and there's tons of amazing relationship research out there, but it's really hard to actually implement in your day-to-day life and understand what that means for you in your relationship. And so that's where we really aim to do is to fill that gap of, okay, there's these great frameworks, but let's make that applicable to you in a bite-sized way day-to-day. And like you read a book, it's great. It's probably really fresh for the first week or month even, but after six months, I start to forget everything. Right. And most people are reading the books. That's it. I mean, like I had so many people tell me that they read the book about love languages and that's great. And I've had, I actually have it. Someone gave it to me. I still haven't read it. Mm. One, because it, it's just, I love reading. It's not that I'm not a reader. I read all the time. Most people don't. My husband does not. He's not a reader. He reads magazines. You know, he's not a, he's not going to go get a good book mm. unless it's audible. We'll do that in the car. But most people aren't going to read it. And nowadays, that's what we want. I want to app. I want convenience. I want everything at my fingertips. And if I can prove you wrong by getting in love intently <laughs> and win my argument, then I'm all for it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I just think that you're, that just makes sense to me. It makes sense. And it's thinking outside of the box. I think for one reason, so many of us have come to look at apps as, for me, the huge thing is anything that makes my life easy, whether it's something for editing, photos, making a video. Why not have that? I have Amazon, my favorite. I, I, this must be an Amazon commercial as well as a Love Intently <laughs> because I keep talking about them. Yeah. But I think it's because they've just made life so much easier. Like you said. They really I, have. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's what it is. That's just that they're at the forefront. They saw the, the hole. They saw the need. And I think that's, that's a major kudos to you for seeing that as well and being able to give people something that's easy it's user-friendly it's something that they can have in two seconds and like you said it's bite-sized so hello we need it Mm, yes yes and i think at the core of love intently we're just wanting to empower people to be more intentional in how they love you know and like there's apps like headspace and calm they're not, their technology is not anything crazy. Like it really at the heart of it, if you've ever used one, it, they're playing these noises and sounds and it's helping you go through a guided meditation every mm-hmm. single day. I but use it, space. Yeah. yeah. But it's totally changed how people live day to day. Um, and so like, we just hope to be like the love, we are the love version of that. Oh, you are. I see it. You know, that, that's the thing. It's not that people, a lot of times we don't know what we need until we have it, mm. you know, and with Headspace, um, just since you brought them up, what I like about them, I was already a meditator before that and I'd heard about them. So I tried them out. I think it's great for beginners too. Um, just kind of eases you into it and it's not, it, it, it makes it cool. I think a lot of times people think that wanting a better life and wanting to be the best version of yourself is all about self-help but that's not it's about living and enjoying this time that you're here on this earth and you should want to enjoy it in as much peace as possible and love intently is just another tool to add to that toolbox mm-hmm. you know not just i don't say that to diminish your app not just another but think of it as a tool to add to your arsenal no um, totally yeah of what you need to be the best you um 
period. And so who would be your ideal user? My ideal user. Yeah. So we initially think that, uh, engaged couples that are going to go through premarital counseling would be our initial target audience. But really we've had an array of couples come on people that just started dating in the first three months. They love us because we kind of help them expedite the process of getting to know each other more. They're like, they're like, Oh, you really enjoy this. Or it gives them different ideas of things that they can do for each other. And then they see how their partner responds. And so that teaches them a lot. Um, so there's that. But then there's also the couples that are newly married or engaged. They also really love us because I think that can be a scary season of, you know, you're embark to embark on this journey and people tell you all the time that marriage is hard or half of marriages end in divorce. And so they're wanting to set themselves up for success. And so I think that we can be a huge tool then when, especially if you haven't lived together before, um, and there's a ton of transitions. And then we've also had couples that are more in the three to seven year range. And, uh, there's some statistics out there that say that couples that do encounter divorce typically do so either at three year three, year seven, or when they become empty nesters. Um, and so I've found that love intently can be a nice refresh for couples there because we provide them insights you know a lot of times like year three or year seven is when little kids are introduced and so we're helping them kind of relearn each other i know a lot of women if they're a certain love language they will switch over to access service just act of necessity um and so it's a lot of reshifting on both partners ends of understanding that their needs kind of shifted and so learning how to best care for each other is going to look different from what it did on the first few years together and then um, and then there's also the natural bunch of people who are maybe going through a more stressful time in their relationship. I will say that there's a certain, uh, level of your relationship where we might not be the best fit of if you guys are really are going through deeper issues. We found that we just aren't that effective because some couples, you know, we're just kind of an annoying nagging reminder of certain things they don't want to do for each other and something much deeper where you're probably going to need to seek more professional help or counselor uh, a counselor for that in and we will never ever replace counseling um, but we can definitely be a great asset for when you are going through counseling and so but then there is a group of people that are in a more stressful time that have um, emailed us and said how helpful we have been for them in in having tangible actual ways um, to better care for each other. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. So I know that you guys are in beta now. So for those people who don't know, I know we've used that terminology and I know everybody is in, in the tech world. So what does beta mean and how can they become a part of the beta, uh, beta test? Yeah. Beta means that we just launched our first version where we're introducing it to massive users. Um, and when I say mass, I mean beyond the first hundred that we tested our original version with. And you can be a part of it by simply going to loveintently.com. So that's L-O-V-E-I-N-T-E-N-T-L-Y.com and sign up there. Um, and beta means that we're a little bit more hands-on with you. We want your feedback. Uh, we, every piece of your feedback is read by me or someone on our team and we are talking about it and taking it and trying to understand how we can build an even better version of it um, that will open to an even greater mass. But being a beta user really means that 
you get to be a part of our initial intimate community and family and really helping us shape what love intently is to become. And so even if you're encountering certain bugs or, or things that maybe aren't the best experience, but if you let us know, your feedback is invaluable to us and will definitely play a role in how we evolve and what, where we go. Right. So that's for all you new lovers out there. You make sure (laughs) that you hop on on the beta wagon and give your information because that's how we grow. You know, we build, we win and we want to help Sophie win. So Mm. Sophie, in the spirit of brunch and slay, what area of your life are you currently slaying? Oh, great question. I am currently slaying I think community is the first time like this season of my life. I really feel like I'm embracing how to rally my community to help me on tangible things that I need help with, but also really showing up for them. Um, It's funny. I've been meeting some people and they say, you know, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, for fun. Uh, And I joke and I actually say, no, most of my time, my free time is either spent, you know, me by myself and, recouping and sleeping, or it's going out and supporting my people. Um, I spend a lot of times going to events or going to random things of the incredible things that my community is doing. And, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs will try to go on this journey alone. And a lot of the times they'll end up burning and crashing because of that. And I cannot advocate for communities like Brunch and Slate enough. And I cannot advocate for really allowing yourself to go deep on certain tribes and having at least one to three people who know intimately where you're at um, and to be able to go to them with the great things, but also the really hard things. Wow. Well said. And I mean, how beautiful is that? I get high off of helping other and supporting people too. That's, I don't know what that is. It's just like when my girls win, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. Like my friend called me yesterday and she had been going after this new job and I knew she was going to get it. My, like my vibe, my spirit, everything just said it was hers. And you know how you have friends and they don't see what you see. That's just how we all are. I don't see, yes. what you, see you know, and she calls me and she tells me she got this job, which is an amazing opportunity. And I was just as giddy as a schoolgirl. I was so on fire for her. So excited. And I mean, that to me, that is such a high that fills me up. So I'm with you supporting my tribe, supporting the people who, who I love and who lift me up, man, you can't, it it doesn't get much better than that. So I'm with you. That's my fun too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that is one of the most beautiful things that I love about you too. And people will ask me like, what is one piece of advice that you give an aspiring entrepreneur or whatever? And I will always say that make other people's success your own. Because when you, when the tide rises, you all boats rise with high tide. And, and I think, man, it's just not, if we're going to bring love and light to, into the world, we're not going to do it alone. Like everything that's worth doing requires other people. Oh, absolutely. You can do nothing by yourself. You can try. You can try. But it will not end well. Let me tell you right now. I don't care how much technology (laughs) we get. I don't care how much AI we get in the future. You just won't. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, so you can brunch with anybody you want to this Saturday in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh, that is a great question. 
if I had to pick one person right now off the top of my head, it would either be Brene Brown or Oprah. Two great folks. You know, I've thought about going over to, what is it, St. Is it St. Phillips? Where is she teaching at here in Houston? I thought she was teaching at U of H. We should go together. I, yes. That is a <laughs> dream of mine is to just, that woman has fundamentally completely changed my life and how I perceive vulnerability, how I understand myself, how I show up in the world. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at, I just want to find out where she gets coffee and just bump into her. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I am with you. <laughs> My dream I'm is such a stalker. Like I don't care. Like you, man. Yeah, we gotta figure that out. So yeah, my dream is to put her on my podcast or yeah to interview her. So let's do it. You will. Same here. Same here. So let's we just put it out there. It's gonna happen. So you just we need to talk offline. Figure out the schedules. Yes. Oh my gosh, I have legitimately thought about just showing up to one of her classes and just doing it. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out. I mean, I've seen some things. And the crazy thing is because, you know, the more retrospect grows, my schedule has literally been chopped up so much now. I don't have as much time to get out to people's things as much as I did before, mm. especially with me going back and forth from different cities. It's I'm constantly on the road. I'm constantly being pulled in a couple of different directions. So I'm really trying to find that healthy balance again and trying to get out there a lot more you know and if i can't go at least buy tickets and donate them to single moms or something i don't know but i definitely miss that i feel like i'm a little bit not as connected as i was this time last year but growing in other ways i guess you know you can have it all just not at the same time (laughs) so i'm trying to find that balance right now but i will i know she's had a couple events i wasn't able to attend but i'm going to keep my fillers out and keep by uh, socially stalking her on the internet and figuring out where she's going to be. Yeah, I need to do a better job of that too. Yeah, so where can people follow you? How can they support you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow my personal Instagram account. It's Sophie, S-O-P-H-I-E underscore Quok, K-W-O-K, or the Love Intently account, which is just L-O-V-E dot Intently, I-N-T-E-N-T-L-Y. And we're on Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, But Instagram, I would say, is where our following is the most alive. And then we will also be releasing a podcast in the coming months. Hopefully, by the time you listen to this, we will have a few of our first episodes out there. Um, And then in addition to that, we have a blog that is full of what we like to call love-spiration, inspiration to empower couples to build stronger and deeper relationships, um, which you can find on our website. Yes. So I will definitely put that in the show notes. And Seriously, as always, Sophie, I have enjoyed chatting with you. I hope you guys have got some insight and I hope you love hearing about different avenues and ways to live your best life because, you know, that's what we're all about, you know, spreading it around, making sure we connect, make sure we lift one another up. Sophie, you're amazing. I love what you're doing. I'm cheering for love intently and I am wishing you well in every step of the way. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be a part of this and I'm always rooting for you as well. Thank you, ma'am. So if you guys enjoyed the show, which I really hope you did, do me a favor and go ahead. If you're not driving, go ahead and scroll on down and leave a review. If you're on podcast, add it. Uh, or if you're on iTunes, leave a review and rate the show because that is how we grow. If you really like what you are hearing, share it with your friends on Facebook. You can add the link. You can use the link from brunchandslay.com because you can find the podcast there. Um, and if you love the Brunch and Slay tribe and you want to be a part of it and you want to see what's up next, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com forward slash 
Brunch and Slay and find out different ways that you can support Brunch and Slay from the podcast on up to being a member of the tribe. And until next time, I'm Amira and this is Brunch and Slay.